Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Process Podcast. I'm Charlie Witkowski. This week, I am joined, as always, by my best friend and co-host, Nikki V, Nick Veronica. Uh, this week, Nick and I break down everything from week one, preview week two Bills Titans, and talk about some of our, our surprises from week one around the NFL. So appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. Appreciate you giving us a like and a follow wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you to our sponsor, Ethos Performance Rehab. Uh, if you want to feel better and play better, give Ethos a call today. Um, and finally, follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica, on Facebook at By Nick Veronica. Follow myself on Twitter at Chawit68, or the Process Podcast on Twitter at The underscore Process Pod. Like, follow, subscribe, Spotify, Apple, uh, Android, wherever you listen to your podcast. And most importantly, folks, remember to always trust the process. So, Nick, um, you know, last week when we signed off the podcast, I told you Buffalo was going to win, I think, 35 to 20. And you thought that I was nuts for picking Buffalo to win by uh, by two touchdowns. But, man, uh, looks like that happened. Pretty pretty good football team there the Buffalo Bills have this year, don't you say? Don't you think? Not bad at all, Charlie. Good prediction there. Uh, I'm going to say for the – you know what? For the third pod in a row, we're going to drive the train. Stop calling it punter. It's called a holder. We, we should track all year how many holds they have versus how many punts they have. Uh, because we might another have game, the, yeah, another we, game where the Bills had zero punts. We might have to change the name of the uh, the podcast to the We Don't Punt podcast. The We Don't. Did you see the new 26 shirts shirt? I have not seen it yet. Oh, no. punting is for losers. Wow. Punt, punting is for losers. I thought kind of a bold take, uh, but I may have to buy that one. I think that's uh, a great shirt. Um, you know, I, I saw nothing wrong with with the new punter and, and the way he was holding the football for uh, for Tyler Bass. I thought Tyler Bass kicked the ball well. Um, all in all, good all around team game by the Buffalo Bills uh, on Thursday night to open the season against the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. As the Rock came out and made sure everyone was aware of. Um, I really hope he doesn't do that every game because that just has to like stop, <laughs> you know, uh, but the Bills shut the Rams out in three or four quarters. Obviously the game got cut at halftime, but it seemed like uh, Josh Allen and the rest of the Bills team kind of settled down after that. Um, two turnovers by Josh Allen, two, uh, two interceptions. Let's be honest. I don't really blame him for the first one. Um, you know, I know some people want to sit down and say, Oh, well, you know, that was a better thrown ball. It was a perfectly thrown ball. Isaiah McKenzie has to hold on to that. Right. Yes, I'm. I'm forgetting in my head which one came first. Uh, you're talking about the, the one that was, was came first. just just straight out of his hands, like off his palms, like literally in his hands, and then he bobbled it right to the other guy. Oh, yeah, that was. I mean, who who's blaming Josh for that? Yeah, there's there's no way. And I think the Jameson Crowder one, you can you you know you kind of point the finger at Josh, but at the same time, um, you know you 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 look at that as well. I mean, that's something that. The wide receiver has to come back to that ball. It was just a great read by the defensive back to cut in front of Crowder. Crowder's got to know better as a veteran to cut back to that ball a little bit and not let the defender get in front of him. But all in all, I thought Josh Allen looked pretty good. Yeah, um, holy cow. Did the interception you're talking about? Yeah, it looked like a little bit of miscommunication. That receiver, I thought, could have kept going into space. Allen was a little bit behind him, a little indecisive, but not a great throw. And then the, the third turnover – Man, your first touch in the NFL and uh, balls on the, on the turf. So, 
that's no good. Yeah, running the running backs kind of struggled. Uh, you know, I thought Singletary looked well, looked good uh, running the ball. Um, you know, Zach Moss was six for fifteen. Um, you know, not terrible, but I think we saw a lot more of Zach Moss throughout the game because of the James Cook fumble early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, James Cook one carry for two yards and then fumbled. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Did you see he he did uh, mention that Von Miller came up to him in. Hmm. Uh, on the bench said, look, now you got you got that out of the way. Now forget about it. It's done and over with. Jitters are over. Let's move on. Let's get past it. So I have a feeling we may see some more James Cook this week against Tennessee. Uh, I think Buffalo's got to find a way to get some speed. We'll talk about ten- <clears throat> about Tennessee a little bit later. Uh, still going on about the Rams game, though, Nick. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Josh Allen, unfortunately, I guess the only unfortunate part, led the team in rushing again, which it seemed to be the common theme at one Bills drive uh, with Josh Allen. What do we uh, say had, on this pod, Charlie? Who's the real RB1? That's true. That is true. Josh Allen, Joshua Patrick Allen is the real RB1. Uh, I mean, and when you throw stiff arms like that, I think there's absolutely no doubt who RB1 is. Uh, also won the scepter for angry runs <laughs> for the fourth time. You know, I I, I was uh, listening to um, Kyle Brandt's podcast. I don't know if you, you've listened to it. Uh, Kyle Brandt's basement is called, Mm-mm. but he has Josh Allen on every Tuesday. And Josh Allen was on this week, and he was talking about uh, you know getting the scepter and being the the, the, the the fourth time recipient of it. You know, there's only one player who has it five times. Um, you you want to guess who that player might be? Segment called Angry Runs. Yes, and we're playing the Titans this week, and you're asking me. I got to go, Derrick Henry. Yes, Derrick Henry is the only person who has uh, the subject five times. And obviously, I think, you know, we can all guess one of the times that he got. I think it was that stiff arm against Josh Norman a few years ago that, uh, you know, I, I guess that was a stiff arm. Was that one like, like so double scepter worthy? That should have been. That definitely should have been, you know, triple or just retired at that point, right? Uh, but that was definitely the stiff arm heard around the world until Josh Allen laid the stiff arm last week. Uh, in Los Angeles, and man, what a beauty that was! Listen, I'm gonna be a cranky old man here. S- stop stiff firing people with your throwing hand. I, I don't want to see it. Just stop running ten times a game, and then like just get down, just get down, get down. I mean, up by fourteen, up by twenty, like no need for that. You know, Somebody I asked what... Josh Allen about that this week, and he may he like kind of like laughed it off. He's like, "Well, is it smart? Not really, but but it's football." I'm like that's just a dumb comment. Yeah, and what, what what does Coach McDermott always say? You know, the best ability is availability, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I mean, Josh Allen's still a young young stallion. I get it, but you know, you you never know. One hit, that's all it takes. Look look at Dak Prescott. A simple throw broke his thumb. He's out for four weeks. I don't have that much trust in Case Keenum with this stretch of the you know this first half stretch of the schedule to come in and win Buffalo. Um, you know, a lot of games like that. Yeah, stay healthy, Josh. Please, please. Uh, you know, another player, though, that stepped up, had a big game, and we can talk about that beautiful touchdown that he had. Uh, let's talk about Steph Diggs. When does Great. Steph Diggs not have a good game? I mean, that's Dumb. true. That's true. I mean, it, it's been a few games, though, since he had 100 yards receiving. He had 122 on eight receptions. Beautiful deep ball. That, that catch that he had, I don't know if you noticed it, Nick, but I was uh, – you know, obviously, you know, going back, watching a little bit, you know, he tripped and still was able to make turn around and still able to make that catch. It's a crazy player. I mean, it's like I feel like his his 
you know, lower stack games are just when the defense focuses extra on him and Josh Allen says, oh, okay, we got five other guys I can throw to. I don't need to force the ball into digs. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like that that's almost based more on the defense. I think they, they did make a point like they were going to target him early in the game on like, you know, a couple of short ones just to mm-hmm. make sure he got the ball. But it's even when, you know, if he gets held in check on the stat sheet, it's not like he played bad. It, it's just like the, you know, the game script and the, you know, the pre-snap read and everything just went the other way. You know, I think my favorite thing though, too, about, you know, the game that Stefan Diggs had is it was right in the face of, uh, of uh, Jalen Ramsey and, you know, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen both came out and kind of praised Jalen Ramsey as being one of the best cornerbacks in the league last week. And, you know, Ramsey more or less came out and said like, look, like I know I'm good. I'm not going to say that they're good because, you know, they're the opponent, whatever it might be. Because he called them trash and got toasted. He did. Well, I mean, since he's called them trash. I got to say, Bill's Twitter, the memes, the Jalen Ramsey memes this week were very good. Since Jalen Ramsey called Josh Josh, uh, Josh Allen trash his rookie year, I don't think I have seen Josh Allen not have a good game against Jalen Ramsey. You know, you go back to the Jacksonville, the first Jaguars-Bills game that Josh Allen just went off, probably had one of his best games of the season his rookie year against Jacksonville. Then obviously we know what happened two years ago against the Rams, another great game, kind of where Jalen Ramsey kind of shut his mouth the first time. But, man, you give this kid any uh, – any kind of uh, motivation, he's going to come out and, and, and shut up the haters, it feels like. Mm-hmm. All right, I got to talk a little bit about about Gabriel Davis. I thought Gabriel Davis was in line for a huge year, and I moved him up on all my boards in fantasy, and I still couldn't get him. So, I don't know. It's tougher playing in leagues with Bills fans when you're in Buffalo because they always take their, you know, their own players. Yeah. I, I'm super high on Gabe Davis, and I still couldn't get him. Um I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what do you do as a defense? Gabe Davis is just open. He's open deep. He's open, you know. I think he was the one. He burned Ramsey on his long touchdown, right? Like that. He I don't also know what, burned Ramsey on a, on a yeah, big I don't know catch. What, Ramsey, on a long touchdown. Oh, was he? That was the one he was tackled short? Yeah, yeah. And then he obviously had that one where he kind of, uh, you know, spelled the block and then then got wide open yeah. on the, okay. on the third yeah. down call. Yeah, I don't know. Ramsey was like looking in the backfield. I don't know if he thought he had more help over the top, but he seemed to realize, oh yeah, that's my guy. Like, like you know, two whole seconds too late. And Josh kind of underthrew a little bit, but Gabe, man, I, I wish I had Gabe and more fantasy teams. You know, I um, so I'm in an auction league, pretty pretty big money auction league, and uh, you know, every year I bro, I thanks get, for the invite. I, didn't, uh, I I get I get invited to this, and I don't know why I keep joining this league. You know. I keep saying, I'm not going to join next year. Anyway, I keep getting invited back into this league. So I get in this league. And, um, you know, every year I kind of, like, get very excited. Oh, I got the first pick or, you know, whatever it is. And if you don't know how an auction league works, you nominate a player and then the rest of the league has to, you know, place a bid on that player. And whoever the highest bidder is, you get that player. So um, I waited, 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 you know, waited for Josh Allen to come up. Josh Allen came up, you know, made sure I grabbed him. I kind of took a different kind of play play this year and, you know, obviously, like let's face it, Josh Allen's probably the best fantasy quarterback, maybe behind Lamar Jackson for what Josh Allen can do on the ground and through the air. Um, so I'll I took Josh, Josh Allen. I'll take I, Josh. I, I, got, I love I love Lamar, but I'll take Josh. Yes, absolutely. I got uh, I, I got Steph Diggs. I got Gabe Davis. I just picked Isaiah McKenzie <laughs> up off the waiver wire. So, so the I, Bills by week, you're totally screwed. Which is fine. You know, I'll take I'll take that L. But I mean, by the end of uh, by the end of Thursday night, I think I was up by like a hundred points already, you know, <laughs> just from those three guys alone. 
and 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 and, and you know you got to keep in mind Isaiah McKenzie didn't have a great game. He just had a touchdown. You know, he had that bad bad drop early on that led to the interception. Nope. But he redeemed himself with that touchdown. And how about the uh, the little gender reveal after the uh, the touchdown? His sister. That was great. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I, thought that- I, I heard him say that on TV. I'm like, was that? No, that couldn't be. That and then you know, sure enough. Yeah, saw the video. I mean, that that's a cool way to find out what you're having for a for a kid. I mean, now what what do you do if he doesn't score a touchdown? Like, do you wait? Did, till you, the see his, did you see his tweet? No. Somebody, somebody tweeted and said, would love to know what happened if he didn't score it. He quotes it and he goes, guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a lot of fun. I, I don't know if you listen to uh, to the the, the, the uh, Isaiah McKenzie show at all. Um, the Face of the Franchise show? Yeah, Face of the Franchise show, right? Uh, but he, he looked pretty good. You know, and we, we talked Zach Moss, the running game. I think we're also forgetting the fact that Zach Moss had six catches Um in that game as well. He seemed like, like I said, he was really targeted a lot more once James Cook dropped that ball uh, and fumbled and put yeah, the ball on the second ground. second on a team of targets. And, and Zach Moss also fumbled, don't forget. But I think there's a little bit more confidence, I think, in Zach Moss right now in that coaching staff than what there might be in, in James Cook being a rookie. But I, how do you think both those players are going to bounce back this week? I, I, I had Zach Moss as kind of being my inactive guy going into week one. Um Maybe they keep all three healthy again. I mean, at this rate, you might have to, to find somebody who can hold on to the damn ball. Singletary is Singletary is clearly RB one. I mean, if that was, uh, I don't know, maybe some fantasy circles, some people were thinking James Cook could could see some outside, you know, RB one B. Okay, fair. Uh, for the sake of this podcast, yes, Josh Allen's RB one. Singletary is is. Halfback one. I don't know. Yeah, half, halfback one, one B, one B. <laughs> halfback one. Well, I don't know. They don't even line up like that anymore. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So, so uh, Cook, let's, man, I feel so like it's the first NFL carry. Is he going to rebound? Yeah, he's going to be fine. Somebody's going to write an article about, you know, what adversity he faced and he overcame fumbling. It's like, spare me. But yeah, he's going to be okay. It's going to take him a while to like really get back, I think you know, in the good graces here. That's, you know, it's the first game. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Zach Moss has a little bit more of a track record in the NFL. Zach Moss didn't fumble in as big of a spot. Zach Moss was still a factor, you know, six rushes, six receptions. Did, I don't know, at least all right in the plays I watched where he was pass blocking. Maybe he missed one that I totally missed. I'm not saying I, I you know, watched him every single play. I think his role, he's still gonna have a role. I honestly, I'm thinking Cook is kind of on the outside looking in this week. I could, I could see him being inactive if they want to go that way, just with the roster. But if he is active, I mean, I don't, I don't see very many touches with, with uh, you know, close score in this game. Yeah, yeah, I'll be curious to see how they use him. I think, you know, I'm gonna make a hot take real quick on the podcast, and I think by the time the bye week rolls around, uh, Cook will be the number one running back. Oh, okay. I mean, and, that's a lot can change in ten weeks. So, right, right. I, I think by by the end of the year, especially by the bye week, I think you see James Cook getting a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not be surprised if you know we're looking at him as as an RB one, really uh, taking more touches away from Devin Singletary, mostly because of what he can do in the passing game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what they, they drafted him for was was the you know the dual threat the the pass catching ability so we'll see we'll see I mean it's possible Zach Moss got some of the plays that Cook would have been in for that he ended up having his receptions on I don't know I still think I don't see I mean Singletary would have to really 
you know, drop off his play to, to lose the hold on RB1, I think. If, if Cook comes into a share maybe, but they, they trust Singletary a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, even if his numbers aren't there, I feel like the trust is there. And they're, don't forget, they're two completely different players, uh, you know, Cook and Singletary. So, you know, it all depends on how this coaching staff decides to use them and how, um, um, you know, the, the, the new offense coordinator says, look, let's – let's get cook more involved. Let's not let's, you know, Singletary is pounding the ball. Well, let's keep using Singletary. Let's talk about that real quick. Nick, before we get on the defensive side, what are your thoughts on how the game was called on the offensive side of the ball? I thought Ken Dorsey called a very good football game. I agree with that. I gave him high marks for his first game. I thought they were aggressive when they had to be. I think they kept Josh, uh, you know, fairly clean. Offensive line played great, yeah, by the way. I think they did. They did a couple early struggles, I thought, and then and then they kept him clean. Josh got rid of the ball pretty quick, to his credit. Uh, he I think uh, out for sure. Uh, it was like a Josh Allen record for how quick he was getting rid of the ball. Guys were open too. I mean, you can't get rid of the ball quick. Nobody's open. So I think a team game was great. Ken Dorsey. I mean, what what do you what could you possibly knock him for? They had four turnovers yeah. that were. Uh, you know, one of them was a scramble that Josh maybe could have made a better throw. And the other one, two running backs just happened to fumble and the ball bounced off a guy's hand. They scored 31 points against the champs. I don't know what more, what more you could say. I mean, look, a plus, a plus for Ken Dorsey. And you think you take away those three turnovers, four turnovers. I mean, let's be honest. The team has that many turnovers. They're not supposed to win a football game. Yeah. You know, with four turnovers and, and Buffalo didn't just win. Like they won big. And that, mm-hmm. that says a lot about the way this offense was clicking and the way that Ken Dorsey has really implemented this mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. Um, they were 9 really, for 10 on third down. And Josh Allen started out. Didn't he start out 10 for 10? Did I see correctly? Um, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I forget. Like, wasn't his first one the, the interception? The first incompletion was the interception. Yeah, so he started out 10 for 10, uh, was throwing the ball really well. One thing that really impressed me this year, as opposed to I felt like years past with Josh Allen, mm-hmm. on top of getting the ball out quickly, we noticed him just kind of taking what the defense was giving him. And I felt like years past, if the defense wasn't giving him what Josh Allen wanted, he was tucking the ball and running. And now he was seeing what the defense was giving him, getting the ball out quickly. It looked like the Rams were kind of forcing Josh Allen to take those short shots. And when they finally were like, okay, we're going to take away that short ball, that's when Josh Allen was able to hit his guys deep. And, and, and one thing that Josh Allen struggled with last year, as we've said multiple times on this podcast, was throwing the deep ball. And it, he looked pretty damn good throwing the deep ball the, the few times that he, uh, that he hit his guys deep. Yeah, still, uh, you know, a little, a couple of underthrows there, but not not so bad that the play wasn't made. Are you ready to talk about defense yet, man? I want to talk about defense. Yeah, man. Like, let, let's get into it. Um, you know, before we get too too deep into defense, I want to ask you this question because it came up um, on Twitter during during the the, the game. Thoughts on uh, Benford starting over Kyer Elam. I liked it. I don't I think I don't it. think either one had a bad game, by the way. No, I don't I don't think they did, but I like it. Elam's gonna have a good career. Did he show a ton in spring and summer? Showed it showed a little bit. I mean enough. not enough. I mean I you know, reading what we saw, watching him in the preseason, Benford probably outplayed him a little bit. Is Elam gonna have a much better career than Christian Benford? Oh yeah. So Humble him a little bit. Don't let him start yet. Make sure he's ready to go when they need him. Stop holding so much. That was mm-hmm. an issue in the pre. Like, why put a guy in a bad spot just just for the heck of it when you have someone else who's looks like they're capable? 
I didn't mind it at all. He put, I mean, they rotated. He played a decent amount in the game. It wasn't like he sat on the bench. No, I, I thought they both rotated pretty well. And I will say, you know, you didn't really hear their names too often in that game. And, and you know, one thing that I always say when watching a hockey game, if you hear a defenseman's name time and time and time again, that means they're having a bad game. Same thing with, with defensive backs in the league. The less you hear a defensive back's name, the better game they're having. If you're hearing their name all the time, they're most likely not having a great game or they're being targeted a lot. And uh, I didn't really hear Elam's name too much, didn't hear much. Uh, from Benford outside of all positive stuff. And, you know, I, I think really the one who got targeted the most was really Teron Johnson naturally being in the in the slot with Cooper Cup. But mm. <clears throat> even Teron Johnson, I thought, had a great game against uh, against Cup. That the, the touchdown that the Rams scored looked like a little bit of confusion between Poyer and, and Johnson. Um, looked like Poyer told Johnson to take the outside guy. Poyer was going to take Cup in the slot. Um and he just, just, just a really tough route too, like great yeah. throw, great route. Like just based on the coverage, I thought the broadcast team did a really nice job. Poyer just didn't have the leverage to keep pushing them out. Just perfect, you know, elite receiver making a great play and a great pass from Stafford. You just tip your hat. And for that to be the only touchdown, you know, where, where do you really get nitpicky with this defense at that point? Not a lot of penalties. No. Um, I think, uh, you know, Daquan Jones had a good game. How about the interception by Boogie Basham? That was great. The the defensive line in the run defense was phenomenal. Greg Rousseau had a good game. Tremaine Edmonds led the team in tackles. He had seven tackles, three assisted tackles. I thought Tremaine Edmonds had a very good football game. Looked good against the run, looked good against the pass. I thought Tremaine Edmonds had a very good football game. And if they can get 16 more games out of him like that, then you know they need to figure out what they're going to do with him long term. I think it was a good start to the Tremaine Edmonds contract year. It was. I, I mean, look, if he has another Matt Milano, you know, a Matt Milano contract year, I think fans are going to be calling for for them to resign him. But you know, at the same time, you talk about the guy on the other side of the football, Gabe Davis. Who'd you rather have, Edmonds or, G- or Davis? Who's more yes, replaceable? I, I feel like Davis. I want them both. I want them both too, but I would. I I, I feel like uh, uh, Tremaine may be a little bit more replaceable. Um, Micah Hyde had a good game. Von Miller, man. <laughs> what a we, difference, huh? <laughs> we, it, it's taken us 21 minutes to talk about Von Miller. We got to talk about Von Miller. Um, and then we'll talk it, about Von Miller's haircut. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that too. Uh, so there was, uh, um, there, was, there was a drive towards the set in the second half, and uh, you know our good pal Josh was texting me, and I said, I said, man, they got to get a pass rush. Von Miller's not even on the field, and there's no pass rush. Literally the next play, Von Miller's on the field, gets a sack. I, I mean, there, you can't say enough about this defense. They blitzed one play the entire game. One play they blitzed. Other than that, they were rushing four or less and had no problem getting to the quarterback. Yeah, I think McDermott said after the game, you got to be able to get home with four. That, that's the, the name of the game. The more if you can bring pressure with four, you can get very creative in your coverage. If you don't have to blitz, uh, you know, that that's – that's how, how you do it. We've seen it. We've said it how many times in this podcast, you got to get home with four. Uh, the Bills did it. Holy cow. Seven sacks. And mm-hmm. I think that was, that was the most ever for the Bills in week one. What what a game. Von Miller, absolute game changer. You saw it right away. Somebody, uh, was it the Nate Geary episode of the pod? We said, you know, who's who's who has the most to prove? And I think I said every lineman not named Von Miller. Like, Von, Von's going to bring it. He's going to command the double teams. Everybody else has to be able to eat, too. 
and and they did. We saw great run defense from his unit, and we saw getting home to the quarterback. Let's just name them off here. We had Von Miller, two sacks. Rousseau, sack. Phillips, sack and a half. Basham, sack. Epinesa, sack and a half. What a performance. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really think there's a guy on that defensive line who did not have a good game. Uh, you know, Rousseau almost had an interception as well later in that game too. And, uh, you know, I thought Boogie Basham was, was going to the house with that. Would have been nice to see hmm. uh, a nice defensive score. Um, but, I mean, look, the defense held – Matt Stafford, the defending Super Bowl champion quarterback, to uh, 191 yards passing and held that rushing attack that a lot of people said you know has a uh, you know one A one B type of rushing attack to only 52 yards rushing on the ground. That's less than four yards per play. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was uh, Stafford at 240. I think that was the team total when you subtract the sacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah. How about uh, man, Allen Robinson? What have we been saying? As soon as that guy finally gets a quarterback, he'll be good, and then he hardly looked his way. They, I yeah. know, you know, hot take, maybe a hot take. They, you know, the biggest change in the NFL, the biggest room for growth is between week one and week two. The Rams need to look in the mirror and say, wow, we're the champs. We had our ceremony. We just got our butts kicked at home. You know, what do we do wrong? What can we fix? They got to get the ball to Allen Robinson. If I have him, I do have him in fantasy. I'm not, you know, getting rid of Allen Robinson. If somebody's trying to trying to you know give me a good trade offer, I would probably trade him. But on my team, like he's you know he's still in my lineup this week. They need to look at themselves and say we need to get the ball to Robinson. I expect him to have seven or eight targets this week. Yeah, and I think McVay came out and said too this week that they were ready to uh, you know start start getting him the ball a little bit more, and uh, you know and 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 see what they do. The, the the this Bills defense also had three interceptions in the game. Yeah. It was great. You know, that, so, that's so huge. Stafford, I'm trying to remember which one. Uh, Stafford totally missed one of the guys on the because he, he tried to pull a uh, uh, a Patrick Mahomes look off the defend look off the 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 guy he was throwing to, which was Cup actually. Look off Cup, look the wrong way, and just throw the ball to Cup, and he just completely sailed it. And that was that one was was that Dane Jackson on that one? I think that was either Dane Jackson or Poyer, one of the two. Yeah, Basham. Made the whole play himself, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, and almost fourth, um, you know, defense allowed four punts, had three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, it's crazy for as dominant as this Bills team was, they had eight less plays than the Rams, and they just looked like a completely different football mm-hmm. team. I mean, how about the, how about the run defense? The offensive line was so good. They, you know, they closed up the gaps. There was nowhere to go. The linebackers cleaned up when they had to. Mm-hmm. 52 rushing yards, 2.9 per attempt. That that's championship football. If you, you know, they were Rams were constantly facing, you know, second and long, third and long. You know, they put the they put the Rams in a bad spot all night. And by the way, weird, weird just just start to the game for the Rams. They ran on first and ten, second and ten, a couple of times, like I don't know, like their first drive, first and 10 run, second and 10 run, first and 10 run, and then they punted from plus territory. Like mm-hmm. what a weird, what a weird way to go. Like that that was like, you know, it was still a close game at that point, but that was like a little bit of a surrender already in the first quarter. Like you, you know, you're facing Josh Allen, right? Like you, this is how we used to say about the Patriots. Like you can't do that against Tom Brady. Like mm-hmm. you can't do that against Josh Allen. Like, I don't know what, what that was just so weird to me. Yeah, they, um, very non non Sean McVay game, right? Like I, I felt like Sean McVay could not 
get out of his own way with some some of the offensive play calling and, and some of his decisions in that game. And you know, he did not look like a coach that just came off for a Super Bowl. Yeah. He he seemed very, which I'm going to say this, even though they won this week, he seemed very Pete Carroll. Wow, that's harsh. You know what I mean? I I, I, I and, and I'm not he, saying he cut, and what like I mean, Pete Carroll's had a successful career, but he's uh, lately been, you know, too married to the run. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I, I thought that he tried to force the run in certain situations when the run clearly wasn't working. Now, what does that say about maybe what the rumors were regarding Matt Stafford's elbow? Maybe his I was, elbow. I was, was wondering that was not as 100% as what McVay was making it seem. Um, but either way, you can't knock what this Buffalo Bills defense did. Right on. Just a, just a phenomenal performance. Uh, um, Nick, on both sides of the ball, uh, who would you give your game ball to on both sides of the ball? And I will say this, on the offensive side, you can't say Josh Allen because that's too easy. I can't. Well, I mean, he's he's the answer. Okay, so uh, let's go defensive side first. We're gonna go gonna go with Mr. Triangle Hair, Von Miller. Let's get my game ball. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that. I think uh, you know how do you not? Mm-hmm. Um, well, then for me, the obvious choice has got to be Diggs. Eight for one twenty two and a touchdown. I mean, that's that's a phenomenal game, especially against you know a guy like like Ramsey when he got he got the the trash comment out there. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's always fun. So. Uh, the, yeah, the, Bills, I, I, the Bills certainly let Ramsey hear it, and that was a little bit, uh, you know, don't get too cocky. But it was fun to see. It was it was nice to see. You know, I um I'm not a big Jalen Ramsey fan. You know, for a long time, uh, we have a friend in our in our uh, our uh, our uh, uh, fantasy football league who is a Jaguars fan who now hates Jalen Ramsey because he's no longer on the Jags, uh, or he 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 cried about having a a back injury to get traded. Um, but you know, I don't like Jalen Ramsey. I was very happy to see Stefan Diggs go off and do what he did. I think Nick, for the first time in a long time, we agree on on, on something like this. So you know, Steph Diggs on the offense side, clearly Von Miller on the defense well, side. Well, I mean, you said we couldn't pick difference. Josh Allen. That's kind of unfair. right. He's, he's well, I think we both choice. would pick Josh Allen too, right? I think that's clear and obvious choice. Um, but obviously, Stefan Diggs on the offense side of the ball, outside of Josh Allen. Okay, so so and, you get the angry run scepter. You're not eligible for the process game MVP. Is that what you're saying? Correct, correct. Okay, you can't get both. Because okay. okay. look, you, you give Josh Allen the game overall MVP, right? Like again, no brainer, no brainer. Um, and I'm sure that won't be the last time they have to say that on the on this podcast this season. Yeah, I would give honorary game ball Ken Dorsey. Yeah, I mean, can we can we give the offense coordinator the game ball over over Stefan Diggs because? You know, he again, just great, great call game by Dorsey. Really excited to see what this offense looks like. I, I really love that first touchdown that they had to Gabe Davis on the first drive. What a great play call, wide open. I mean, doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis just kicking off the season where he ended last season. Um, Nick, anything else on week one before we move on to week two? Uh, nope. I want to hear your thoughts on the Bills stopping Derrick Henry. <sighs> you know, I was having this conversation with some friends of mine this week, and um, you know th- this game worries me not because of anyone else on the Titans team other than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry always seems to have a good game against the Buffalo Bills. However, the last few games the Bills have played, the Tennessee Titans have been in Tennessee. Maybe the Mafia makes a difference. Maybe this defense hyped up. Maybe Jim Kelly gets this team going uh, as your your honorary legend of the game on Monday night, but look, this defense is a different defense, man. You got some guys out there who, who are going to be able to make plays. And this isn't like it's their first time seeing Derrick Henry. They've seen him the last two or three years in a row. 
Uh, so I feel like at this point they're they're going to have a game plan in place for how to stop that run. Okay, um, I haven't seen it yet. You think they got something cooked up? I mean, look at how bad the run was last year. And again, I know it's week one, and I'll say this: I think I should probably should start out by saying this. Let's be honest. Week one is kind of full of fakes, right? It's week one. You really don't know what you're getting in any team in week one, right? Outside of maybe the middle of the pack. I think the Bills, you know what you're getting because they're they're considered one of the elite teams this year in the league. Um, but, you know, those middle of the pack teams, I, I'd put the Titans in that middle of the pack team, especially after their loss last week to the Giants. Um, you really don't know what you're going to be getting from them. But even last week, I mean, Derrick Henry last week, uh, run, ran 21 times for 82 yards against a pretty eh Giants defense. Yeah, all right, that's good. So you know, uh, and don't forget, he also was out <laughs> yeah. a lot of a lot of last year with you know a pretty severe injury. Mm-hmm. Really, is is he back to 100? Is he still kind of nursing that a little bit? We'll really find out more as the season goes on. I think Buffalo is better off playing Derrick Henry now than playing Derrick Henry week eight, week nine, when he is you know, running on that leg a little bit more and feeling a little bit better. So um, I'll be curious to see, see how they how they stop this run. But, um, you know, outside of Derrick Henry, you also kind of got to worry about Dontrell Hilliard a little bit too. Yeah, he's uh, had a good game last week. Surprising, surprising to me how, uh, you know, I, I, went to, I went to see, you know, what fantasy players have been added and dropped the most. Hilliard, I was on that list on a lot of leagues. So, I mean, he had two receiving touchdowns. Maybe that's a little fluky. Um, I guess there's a reason he's not owned already. But tell you what, I had I had Derrick Henry in fantasy last year, and I had the Titans back up as a handcuff. And when Henry got injured, that backup did nothing. It wasn't mm-hmm. it, was, it was not Hilliard. Um, but you know, they really split up the duties after that. So maybe they like this guy a little bit more than the backups they've had in years past. I don't know. Maybe he just happened to have two fluky touchdowns this week or last week. Um, man, how do you lose to the Giants? That's that's a tough. They were up thirteen Coaching. to zero at ha- thirteen to zero at halftime, and you lose the game. That's tough. They must have been watching the Falcons game too, because the Falcons game was quite ending as well right before that. Um, I will you say, say this. What, do you, what do you mean by coach? I I happen to think the Titans have a pretty good coach. I do too. I just think you know. We, they got ahead of themselves. And one thing that I've noticed with this Titan team in years past is, you know, they have the tendency to get a little bit cocky when they're up. And I think part of that comes from the coach and comes from the culture that he came from in new England of just constantly, you know, winning all the time. Right. Sure. Like, look at this was a pretty, I think it's fair to say average Titans team last year that just locked into first place in the AFC. <laughs> right. They had no business. Uh, yeah. There. It's, can, it's can crazy. We, I, somebody, I heard that on a pod, you know, I was looking at like, you know, what the, the win totals are for each team. It's like, you know, you know, keep in mind the Titans were the, the best team in the AFC last year. It's like, wait, really? Like, you know, kind of for, forgot. I mean, I guess they were 12 and five and they won a tiebreaker, but uh, that's crazy to think about. That team like does not scare me. And I think they're lucky they play in like the softest division in the league. I mean, look, that whole division is winless at this point, right? You had Jacksonville lose, uh, you know, pretty bad. Um, you know, they, although they, they did come back, you had the Titans lose and you had the other two teams in that division tie, right? So right now that, that is uh, what, a, what a bad division. tie for the Colts against Houston. Come on. What we have, so we're going to talk about that week one 
I'm surprised after because one of my surprises is from that game. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. It was a soft, soft conference. I don't see the Colts winning the division. Maybe they get in as a wild card. Obviously, I don't see I mean, it. I mean, I picked the Colts to win before the year thinking, you know, Tennessee was going to take a step back. But, I mean, who, who does Tannehill have to throw to last year? They traded away A.J. Brown the night of the draft, and they got – I mean, Robert Woods had one catch last game. At, you know, you know, Burks, the, the best three receiver for 55. Kyle I mean, Phillips. You ever heard of Kyle Phillips? <laughs> he is their kick returner. Uh, rookie, I believe he was. Wasn't he undrafted? I gotta look this guy up. I don't know. Yeah, okay. So he was a fifth round draft pick this year, uh, pick 163 out of UCLA. Uh, Kyle Phillips is five foot 11. Sounds like a Julian Edelman type receiver to me. Uh, or you know, if you want to go better, Julian Edelman, you say Wes Welker. Um, but he was a leading receiver, six for 66. Um, and obviously, Dontrell Hilliard had both touchdowns. He was mm-hmm. three for 61. Outside of that, I mean, everyone else had a pretty pedestrian game. Robert Woods was one for 13. Mm-hmm. And the other rookie, uh, Traylon Burks, was three for 55. So, um, you know, good games by the rookies there yeah, in Tennessee. I mean, but Burks was a first-round pick, though. You would like to – I mean, right. it's just a little bit funny that you know, another rookie out, you know, had more better first game. I think so. And, you know, Derrick Henry didn't have any reception. So, I mean, obviously that's to be expected. But Derrick Henry also t- touched the ball 21 times on the ground. So, um, you know, I think that's something to say. Let me ask you this question. Now, given what Saquon Barkley did, now I get it. Like Saquon Barkley, you know, it, the whole rushing offense as a whole for New York, you know, mm-hmm. New York had 238 total rushing yards on this Tennessee defense. What do you see Buffalo doing? Is their game plan maybe a little bit different going into this week? Do they try to expose that run or establish the run early? And if it keeps working, just keep pounding the ball, right? You've got, um, you know, Josh Allen who's running well. Obviously, I don't want to see him run a million times. Singletary, I think, has looked really good since the second half, you know, or the second quarter of last year, right? He's looked good running the ball. He looks like he's got a little bit of flash getting out of the backfield. I think this could be a huge week for Devin Singletary. No, it's interesting you say that because, you know, the, the Bills are uh, certainly a pass-first team, and you would like to think they would come out establishing the pass and then maybe running once the defense softens up a little a little bit. So, again, I think that's still what I would like to see. If, you, if you're picturing the Bills offense against the Titans offense with focused on Derrick Henry – uh, it would kind of feel like a basketball team that comes down the court, you know, makes all these passes and, you know, at the end of the shot clock, they finally work for a layup. And then the bills just come down and hit a three and you're like, <laughs> what the hell? We just did all this work and now we're losing. And that's, right. that's kind of, I mean, passing is just better than running period. Like that's, that's, you know, the, the trend of the NFL over the last decade. That's just basic math. A lot of times, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really care if they're soft to run. I still want to see the passing, and if if that means, you know, it's you know, if something isn't clicking and it's you're still able to run, that's great. I don't think the Bills need to like go out of their way to establish the run early. Like you can, okay. you can just beat them being you. You don't have to. I don't know. I don't know. If this is like a really deep 
deep reference here, but like like 2006 to 2009 Bills, like every week it'd be like, ooh, what is the other defense like to do? How can the Bills, you know, try to counter? It's like, no, shut up. Like, you'll, you'll be the offense. You tell them what you're going to do. And the Bills have the team for that. So, I mean, maybe, you know, that doesn't mean they feel this way, but the way I feel, go out, shove it down their throats, and, hey, if something goes wrong with that, you can run on them too. Is this a revenge game for Josh Allen and the offense, given the fact that they were literally a, you know, a slip away from, from yes. winning that game last week? Um, or la- la- last year? Talk, yeah, last year. The Titans game sucked. That was, was that Monday Night Football? Mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, Bills, like, especially after the way they lost the last one uh, the year before. That game, that game hurt. It did. I mean, that was one that they should have won. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. Josh Allen slipped on the one yard line. Uh, you know, and, and and don't get me wrong, I think the offense kind of missed some blocks there as well off the line. But I mean, that's a game Buffalo should have won. And had Buffalo won that game, they would have mm-hmm. been first place in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Bills were up a touchdown going into into the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, uh, and then they gave up a field goal and a late touchdown to lose the game. So. I don't, I, and and you know what? Not having Brown on that offense, you know, really, like you said, who are they giving the ball to? I'm not a Ryan Tannehill fan. You know, I was not a fan of him in Miami. I think he's been better in Tennessee yeah, than what I, he was I will in Miami. say. He's been. He's in, Tannehill has impressed me in his time with Tennessee because exactly what you said. I think he was better than expected, and he mm-hmm. certainly could do more than just manage the game for them. And you know what? I think by the end of the year, this team's going to be all right. But I think you had a good point earlier saying it's good to get them early. Don't get, you know, Derrick Henry is just such a, such a physical monster. He usually kind of comes on later in the year. Everybody else is wearing down. No, he's still fresh. Uh, right now, everybody's still fresh. The Bills defense, I think it's huge, huge to have the extra days off before this game. You know, they got a couple guys banged up. We haven't seen the, you know, the full injury report yet. Um, I don't know. Toward the end of the year, Henry will be going. I think Tannehill will click a little bit more with these receivers. I see the Bills uh, fairly comfortably in this one. I don't know if you want to do our score predictions yet or if you want to take – We'll do score predictions at the end. Um, You talked about injuries, though, real quick, Nick. Uh, Now, now I've been traveling all week for work, so I really haven't had the time to sit down and, you know, look at the old Twitter machine. Well, you haven't missed it because they're playing on Monday, so everything's backed up a little bit. So So I'm assuming we have not heard anything regarding Ed Oliver yet. I know that he uh, left the yeah, game. T- today was the first one. So he was at Oliver with the ankle was, did not practice on Thursday, but Thursday is like the first one okay. because, because they're back today. So Tim Settle has a calf. He did not participate. Uh, Dane Jackson knee injury did not participate. Okay. Uh, you know, and I thought Settle had a pretty decent game last week, uh, you know, for while, while he wasn't there. But again, we said the whole defensive line had a good game. Uh, Dane Jackson being out could be a little concerning, but I think Christian Bedford, Bedford and uh, Elam could, could, you know, carry the load just fine if they have to. Um, curious to see what happens with Ed Oliver. I know that he walked out of the stadium in a walking boot. So, um, curious to see how that ends on his side and see where we get as the, um, as the, as the, the, the week moves on. Um, so Nick, that obviously, you know, like we said, this game is a game that, Buffalo should win pretty easily. And again, we'll give our score predictions at the end. Um, I mean, look, I think Von Miller is going to be the difference once again in this game. Hmm. You know, on the defense side of the ball, I think Von Miller is going to have another big game. I just expect 
maybe I'm just expecting things out of Von Miller, just being Von Miller. But, um, you know, could you imagine if Buffalo last offseason ended up getting J.J. Watt and they missed out on Von Miller? I mean, Von <laughs> Miller is just a, a player that I feel like J.J. Watt That's wishes fair. could be, you know, he could be at sometimes. That's fair. You know, I, I, and I think them missing out on J.J. Watt ended up being more of a blessing than anything um, because you landed probably, you know, outside of Aaron Donald, one of the most dominant defensive linemen in the entire NFL. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, let's t- talk about the, the guys in the middle of the defense, too. I think I think talking about run stoppers, Taquan Jones, Tim mm-hmm. Settle. Those are the, t- the type of guys – uh, I think especially if Oliver might be a little bit banged up, those are the guys that need to have a great game. And I thought they had a very good game last week. And I, I think they need to show it again. Jordan Phillips looks like he has not lost a step since he left Buffalo. I know he did not look great. Might have gained one. Right. I, I mean, he did not look great in Arizona, but that could be a system thing, whatever. But I don't know what Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott give to him pregame. Whatever they do, just keep doing it because, man, he looks still looks great. Okay. Well, and I think one thing we got to mention too, if um, if he's out, if 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 Ed, if Ed Oliver is out, this may be a, a great week to see some Shaq Lawson coming on the defensive side and get some rotation in there. Maybe even get a few snaps at defensive tackle on uh, um, you know on passing downs. Um, be curious to see how Shaq Lawson looks. Obviously, he was a little quiet throughout preseason, but I, I would be curious to see how he fits into this mold on this defensive line. Yeah, he was a bit of a surprise and active for me, but I think that I think he's going to get a shot this year. It'll come. It, to me, it's it's no different than the defensive backs, right? I think they just have so much talent on the defensive line and at the defensive back position that you know, or even at the wide receiver position for that matter, they just have so much talent that you're going to have good talent have to sit. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have so much talent on this offense, both in your starters and in your reserves, that. Guys are just going to have to sit who maybe shouldn't be sitting. That's fair. Um, so, Nick, again, we'll get into our score here in a little bit. Any big surprises um, from you around the NFL as a whole in week one? Uh, a lot of surprises. I guess I guess we'll start with the Colts. You know, Colts are, at least I thought, favored to win the division. They got Matt Ryan. And then Texans are, you know, not in my opinion, if you listen to the podcast, but in some people's opinion – one of the worst teams in football, uh, and they went out and tied. They tied. Horrible. I mean, they cut their kicker this week. Man, the Texans, you had, the Colts The Colts were down 20-3 to three going into the third quarter and came back to force overtime at least. But horrible, horrible game. That was that, that was a surprise to me. Um, let's just go the, around well, the league. Let me give yeah. you this. The big surprise yep. to me right. out of that game was O.J. Howard had a pretty big game. <laughs> yes, he did. He gets cut by the Bills and has two touchdowns. But good for him. You know, that goes back to what we what I just said. You're going to have good players who either aren't going to make the scene or going to have to sit. O.J. Howard is one of those guys. I like Tommy Sweeney and Quentin Morris a little bit more than what I liked O.J. Howard in this offense. Um, but good for him to go out there, rebound, have a good game with, um, with them. Jerry Hughes had a good game for Houston as well. <laughs> Two former Buffalo Bills having that. good games with Houston, Texas. You love to see it. Love to, I, I just want to see Jerry Hughes succeed, man. I don't care where he is. As long as he's not in New England or Miami, just, you know, go go do your thing, man. All right, so we already talked about the Rams. Let's go to the other Super Bowl team, the Bengals. Lost to the Steelers in overtime. What do you think? Joe Burrow 
did Mason Rudolph like dress up as Joe Burrow and go out there and play football? I don't know. I mean, that did not look like Joe Burrow out there playing football. Um, you know, you got one of the best young receivers out there in Jamar Chase, and just that whole team looks so pedestrian. Offensive line still looks terrible. You know, Burrow's going to be on his back. The dude's going to be hurt by, you know, by week eight because that offensive line can't block anybody. Um, <laughs> you know, and and even without TJ Watt for most of the game, they still did not look good. Um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that game? Obviously, I, I think the Steelers win another game this week. I think they have the Jets this week. That should be another uh, Steelers victory. Um, Steelers are going to go – most likely go two and zero this week, while the Bengals uh, this week are playing the Cowboys. Uh, that should be a win for Cincinnati, by the way. But so should have last week. Um, I mean, can you? Oh, sorry. The Steelers have the Patriots at home this week. I apologize. Steelers have the Patriots. The Steelers should still win that game. I feel like against the Patriots. I agree with that. Um, I'll tell you what. Teams. I uh, saw my tweet with all my preseason predictions. Team I thought were undervalued. Vikings Steelers were the first two that I wrote. Vikings went out and beat the Packers, which not surprised to me. And then the Steelers, I think the Steelers were a playoff team last year with a quarterback who could not make all the throws. So I know Ben Roethlisberger to Mitch Trubisky in terms of like the entire the entirety of their careers definitely stepped down. But for where where Ben was at last year, I don't think they really lost a ton at quarterback. Might even got better. I think and, so. And they have they have a good defense still. They have a good running game. I know they just had a couple injuries, which is, you know, kind of scary for, for their, their futures bets. Um, but I think, you know, they had good bones of a football team. They have a good coach. They have they had defense. They have the line play. Um I'm just I'm just looking through their stats now. Minka Fitzpatrick had 14 tackles last week. Holy cow. Uh, they beat they beat uh, the AFC champion Bengals week one division win. That's huge for them. So I know TJ Watts are going to be out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That that hurts. I don't I don't know how else to put it. I mean that'd be like the the Bills losing Von Miller for a couple of weeks. Like that that hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know to me that was a team that that was undervalued going into the year, and um, I was not surprised with them. I was more surprised with Cincinnati to be honest with you. Four picks for Burrow. Come on. Yeah, Burrow did not look great. Uh, you know, very pedestrian football game from Joe Burrow, to say the least. Uh, I'll be curious to see how they, they bounce back um, this week. Uh, Nick, I want to go to the, the um, NFC side real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they lost, but, man, the Lions looked better than advertised. Man, what did I say in this pod last week? And actually, you know what? I'm just going to go back to my tweet. Teams I felt were undervalued. Vikings, one. Steelers, two. You know who's number three? Lions. Yeah. And what did we say last week? You know, we're talking about the vibes. The vibes on the Lions were unbelievable. <laughs> so, yes, they lost. They played a close game, I thought. It was, you know, I forget. I'm sure they covered the line. I don't know what the line. Do you know what the line would have been? Uh, they definitely covered. I mean, the game was 38-35. There's no way that line was... Yeah, people people like the that. Eagles to win the NFC East, which they probably will are definitely going to do now that uh, um, Dak Prescott's injured. The Lions, man, Swift had a huge game. He yeah. had three rushing touchdowns. Goff, uh, you know, only threw for two fifteen, but you know, two touchdowns. So, what a game that was! Holy cow, thirty eight, thirty five. 
DJ Chark had a very good game as well in his uh, first game there in Detroit. Um, you know, and and Amaran St. Brown. I mean, the dude just keeps getting better and better. Uh, you know, so good to see him out there as well. I mean, dude, when you have a coach like Dan Campbell, I mean, you just go through the wall for a guy like that. I think we said that last week too on the podcast. Like, man, Dan Campbell just needs to give me a motivational talk every day before work because <laughs> I would be pumped to go to work. Um, I want to touch on the other NFC East game that happened. I don't care about the Jets game because I think the Jets are just that bad. I don't think it matters at this point. Um, and we'll talk about the Ravens in a couple weeks when they come to play Buffalo. But I want to talk about the Patriots-Dolphins game. This is a game that I at least watch closely with it being an AFC East game. And obviously I'm going to Miami next week for the Bills Dolphins game. I will be down there in the good old sunshine state. Nice. So next week while we record this wonderful podcast, I'll be coming at you from hopefully the patio in Florida. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, but anyway, the Dolphins won 20 to seven. Look, I'm going to say this. My two big takeaways from this game. One, Whoever is calling the plays on the Patriots, no one knows who the hell is doing it. But whoever they're calling the, calling the plays it's on the Patriots, Patricia. it's bad Patricia. It has to be right. Seems very scared to let Mac Jones throw the ball on third down. A number of times they had third and five, third and three, and they're running the ball, and they're forced to throw the ball on fourth down with Mac Jones. They this the, this team seems to have now. Mac Jones was twenty one for thirty. He didn't have a terrible game throwing the ball. One interception, one touchdown. But they seemed very scared in high-pressure situations to have Mac Jones come out and throw the football when needed to pick up a first down. I think the the Patriots, you know, are still getting the Belichick boost in in the mind of of the football community. This roster is lousy. I think Matt, Mac Jones. I was really low on him coming out in the draft, and last year I thought he. Uh, surprised me by being, I don't know, adequate, maybe you would say, mm-hmm. by being, you know, for what you expect, at least for, for the bar for a rookie. Uh, Mac Jones is not good enough to lift this terrible roster. When Tom Brady had nobodies, Tom Brady could turn people into, into you know, good teams. And, oh, by the way, they still had Gronk and they still had Edelman or whoever else they had. Who, who does Mac Jones have? Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, those are your guys. Nelson Aguilar was your big addition. Like, yeah. This, this team, I don't know. They have a bunch, a stable of running backs. I don't, I don't see it coming together this year. I picked them for eight and nine, basically on on the Belichick factor, and they're gonna they're gonna win close games. And I, I did say last week, I love Miami's roster outside of quarterback. I think they have a good team, a very good team. Even um, nothing, nothing that the Dolphins did here. I mean, they had what one offensive touchdown, two field goals. And a fumble return. Yeah. So I don't. I nothing. Don't nothing. Miami did scares me. No offense. The running game did nothing. I mean, Tyreek Hill eight for ninety four. They forced the ball into him, which is fine. He's your still skill guy, fastest dude there is. You just went and got him. Definitely feed him the ball. Waddle four for ninety six and a touchdown. Like I stayed away from both those guys in fantasy. I figured one of them would end up being decent. I didn't want to pick wrong basically Mm -hmm. you know you talk about Tua and you talk about this offense that Miami has again I didn't see anything great from Tua I just thought it was a very you know it it reminded me of a very Tyrod Taylor game right he did enough to move the football got it to his his open guy short and just kind of let them do the rest right he didn't 
beat anybody with the deep ball. He, you know, nothing crazy. He just had a very pedestrian uh, to a tug of a level football game, you know, 23 for 33, 270 and a touchdown. Um, the running game wasn't great. I mean, Chase Edmonds led the way at, you know, 12 for 25, you know, nothing crazy there. Um, you know, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson, and Tyreek all got touches as far as where receivers go. Um, you know, but really nothing dynamic I felt like from anyone on that Miami offense. And and truthfully, given how good the NFC the AFC West has looked, obviously with the Chargers tonight, and 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 you have you know Kansas City looked very good. I think Miami's got a hard hard time making the playoffs. Because let's face it, I don't think they're winning the AFC East. I think that's that's clear and obvious. They're going to have a hard time getting in as a wild card. You know, every time I think that, then I remember there's so many wild cards they opened up. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, whoever's second in the AFC South between Tennessee and the Colts will be in there. I think a bunch of teams in the North will be somewhat competitive. Depends how the Browns fare in the second half of the year. Um I think Miami will be in there. I think they have a talented roster. They need to overcome the fact that their quarterback isn't very good. But, look, I, I think, um, you know, yes, I think defense can win championships, right? You saw that with with Denver years ago with Peyton Manning just not being great, and they still went out and won a Super Bowl. But I don't think two is good enough to even get you mm-hmm. there. I don't think two is good enough to get okay. them in the playoffs. I think All two right, well, let, let me let me ask you this. If only if the Bills are the only AFC East team to make it, how many teams from the AFC West do you see doing it? I see three teams getting in. I see Kansas City, Chargers, Raiders. Okay. I was, I was, I'll tell you what. I, I think was, Russell's too, too in love with himself. I was really disappointed. I was going to say, I was really disappointed with the Broncos. Yeah. I was too. I mean, they did not look good. Russell Wilson looked like he had no Against idea what he was doing. his old team. Like, yeah. Come on. I, now look, I think they win that game if they had better coaching. Why are you kicking the ball twice after you get iced for you know a sixty-four yard field goal? You're not in Denver. The ball's not going to fly that way out there in Seattle. I mean, they, they mismanaged the whole last minute. I think uh, Nate Hackett had Doug Marone in his ear a little bit on uh, <laughs> you know trying to tell him what to do. But you know, I, I they may be okay. I think Nate Hackett's going to learn from his mistakes. He's a rookie head coach. I don't think he's a bad head coach, and I think having a guy like Russell Wilson there will help them. However. You know, I don't know if you saw all the pregame stuff from Russell Wilson, and then he comes out post game dressed like a freaking moron, wearing this tuxedo thing. And dude, your team just got their asses kicked by a team that really had no business even being in that football game with Geno Smith as their starting quarterback. And I, that's another surprise was how well Seattle played. Now, I'll say this: I think Seattle could have had that little bit of, you know pride behind them going against their old quarterback, right? Like, Hey, like, you know, we got a chip on our shoulder. We're playing Russell. Let let's, you know, let's go out and beat them. Even when Jamal Adams went out, they still did not look terrible on the defensive side of the ball. Now they lost Jamal Adams for the year. Curious to see how that hurts them going down the stretch, um, you know, or in the second half of the year when we get there. But I just don't think Denver is that impressive. Okay. So I, I think you get three teams out of the out of the AFC West, and I agree with you. I think you get whoever wins the division in the North and one other team in that wild card spot. I don't know how Miami overcomes that. Interesting. Okay. Miami's okay. got a tough schedule. Okay. Any other yeah. uh, week one overreactions for you? Uh, I would say overreaction, but I would say definitely a little bit of a surprise given where the quote unquote experts 
had them listed in power rankings, how bad Green Bay looked. Ooh, well, do those quote-unquote experts listen to the, the process? Because I was way down on Aaron Rodgers. I Look, I won't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers retires like at halftime one game. <laughs> Because oh, man, come he, on. he's not. I thought he was going to retire at halftime this week. The first throw of the of the game should have been a seven. Should have been a touchdown. A rookie wide receiver drops it. The amount of times that Aaron Rodgers is out there rolling his eyes, throwing the ball every time he throws the ball to someone, they drop it. He's rolling his eyes. He he said in preseason how big of an issue that was with this football team. Look, I'll send uh, Jake Kumaro, who Aaron Rodgers loves, by the way. I'll send Jake Kumaro over there to uh, to Green Bay. Give me a first round pick for Jake Kumaro. Keep Aaron Rodgers yeah. happy. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're they're doing that. The pay, the Packers won't even draft first round receivers. They're not trading away a first round pick for a receiver. No, obviously not. Um, but I I I don't know if Aaron Rodgers finishes the year, man. Uh, he may just want to. Yeah, go. he might do it just out of spite to not let Jordan Love play. Maybe, maybe. Was he even dressed? Did I see him on the sidelines? Yeah, he played. He played the game. Did he come in? Okay, I turned that game off. Um, I had hockey, so I turned the game off once I saw that. Uh, you know, Minnesota was kind of dominating that game, so I, I left early. But um, Jordan Love, four for five, hundred eighteen passer rating. Not too bad. Small sample size alert. Not too bad. Oh, real quick, one thing we forgot to mention about the Bills game: the fact that Josh Allen had a perfect pass rating against Jalen Ramsey just made that all the better. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than that, man, no surprise. I mean, the Falcons are going to falcon all year and you know blow big leads and lose games they should probably win. I think the Chiefs look dominant against the Cardinals, who I still think are overrated. The the, the Cardinals, um, Chargers Raider was a good good game. Two teams that I think are wild card teams. If not one of those two, can be a division winner. Um, Ravens looked okay. Lamar had a nice touchdown. I, I mean, really, just no, no big, big surprises. Um, you know, Cleveland beating beating the Panthers, sure, whatever. Uh, I think the other big surprise, Nick. You know, we want to talk about that NFC North real quick. The Bears beating the Niners. Yeah, you know what? That was uh, first thing I say is I don't know what was going on with Trey Lance this summer. Vibes were horrible, and then the the weather was just super weird. It was it was soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Hats off to Justin Fields. I still don't think the Bears are very good, but want to know. I think this spells more trouble for the 49ers going forward. I mean, two former Buffalo Bills had receptions there. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod had one for 20 yards, and Tyler Croft had one for nine yards. Trey Lance doing his best Josh Allen impersonation, uh, running the ball 13 times for 54 yards. Debo Samuel uh, just doing all great Debo things. Ran the ball eight for fifty-two for a touchdown. Elijah Mitchell went down and he is on IR currently. So curious to see how that team bounces back. Um, Justin Fields, very pedestrian football game, eight for seventeen for one hundred and twenty-one yards. Um, you know, I mean, that team is just—they are what they are. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they really go anywhere. But uh, shocking to see Justin Fields come out and get a W against a, in my opinion, a pretty damn good 49ers team. Uh, so, Nick, as we are wrapping up the podcast this week, um, give me your prediction for Monday night Bills Titans. Uh, all right. All right. I'm going to say I like the Bills, and I like them fairly big in this one. Monday night football, 
at home. Bills 31, Titans 20. Hmm, taking my score from last week, pretty much. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think there's there's no doubt in my mind that um, that the Bills win this week. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, I'm going to kind of stick with my score from last week, 35-20. I think this Bills offense just clicks. Um, I don't think we see a punt again this week. I think it's five <laughs> games in a row of no punts. Uh, which I think four is already a record, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but man, I'll be uh, I'll be shocked, shocked if Buffalo loses this football game. I I just don't see how how you do right. There's no way that you lose this football game against that, Tennessee. I mean, it seems like yeah. That. The the only thing I see is if they can't stop the run again, which has been a problem against Henry and the Titans, but they seemed pretty stout last week and. Hopefully the injuries aren't too bad. Well, to okay, Oliver, and hopefully they do it. Let me ask you this: Talk about not stopping the run. Do you think Derrick Henry can outplay Josh Allen? Though I mean, you got Josh Allen throwing the football. I think that you could stop uh, Derrick Henry on, um, you know, two or three drives to be able to win that football game, right? I mean, if it comes down to Derrick Henry versus Josh Allen, who um, who you put in the ball? You know, who who do you want to have the ball? I, Josh Allen over Derrick Henry, in my opinion. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think I think um, I don't know. All I'm saying is that there's a way it could happen. And you, don't forget the the Bills were really sloppy with the ball last week. They were lucky the defense bailed them out with, after those four turnovers, um, especially early in the was the second quarter i think that you know mm-hmm. the rams had a chance there to go ahead it would have been a totally different game the defense stepped up so if the bills need to clean it up i i mean i think they will i picked them to win i'm just you know you were asking charlie you were asking how could it happen and i was trying to you know henry goes no, I, off I, I and the it, bills man. stay sloppy i get it i get it yeah i'll be curious to see i don't think buffalo is going to be that sloppy though this week i think it gets cleaned up and i think that you know becomes a point of emphasis now i will say i have looked at the weather report looks like possible rain uh mm-hmm. on monday night so that could also change a lot of what they do but as we saw last year you know no weather can stop josh allen from throwing the football <laughs> rain sleet snow 50 mile an hour wind josh allen's still gonna throw the football and and, and zip it through that wind like it's nothing so it's like the um, man. yeah i mean dude he is just uh that's just a beast. Uh, anyway, Nick, uh, before we go, give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Hey, that's Ethos Performance Rehab. If you want to feel better, play better, play better, perform better, feel better afterward, uh, call Ethos Performance Rehab. Tell them the process sent you. And congratulations, Ethos, being the Town of Tonawanda Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur of the Year, being honored uh, this week at a luncheon. So congrats, guys. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Congrats to those guys over there at Ethos. Um, yeah, so so guys, appreciate everyone tuning in this week. You can find Nick on the old Twitter machine at Nick Veronica or on Facebook at by Nick Veronica. I got it right this time. Yes, uh, you can find myself on Twitter at Childwood68 or the Process Podcast on Twitter at the underscore Process Pod. Give us a like, a follow. Wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple. I don't know if we're on Android yet, but Nick, we got to look into that. Um, give us some comments. We're always open for questions. Always. Oh, open hey, for your hey, hold on. We, we oh. have a late. We have a late arriving question. Ooh, a late arriving. What a, question. what a way to end the podcast with a late surprise question. 
Oh, hold on. Let me uh, let me pick one of these here. Oh, multiple Charlie. questions. Charlie, uh, does the offense even need Odell Beckham? Ooh. Uh, I want to say no. I think this offense is too dynamic. However, does it hurt to add another dynamic playmaker to this offense? I'd rather see them go out and get like a – I know it's a long shot. I'm just naming names. I'd rather see them go out and get a guy like a Christian McCaffrey, right, bring another element to that to that rushing game. However, you got a guy like Odell Beckham out there who did say last week, hey, whoever wins this game is where I'm signing. Buffalo won. He did. He did. Von Miller is hev- heavily recruiting. Facts. Does he come to Buffalo? I wouldn't be upset if he came, but I wouldn't be upset if he didn't. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't think you need him. No, I, not unless somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you, do you cut a guy like Isaiah McKenzie at that point, or Crowder, or what? I mean, no, somebody would have to get hurt. I think. I think so. I think if someone goes down, I, I think it's a, a no brainer at that point. Um, but I'll be curious to see how they, uh, mm-hmm. how they use, you know, what they decide to do. I, again, you're adding another weapon to for a great quarterback. Just to have another weapon never hurts to add more power to our already powerful offense. Um, but I don't think that they necessarily need him currently. All right. And then the other question is, did the Rams have an off day or are the Bills just that dominant? I think we talked about the Bills then, but tell me what you think after seeing the Rams in week one. Keep in mind, things are going to change this week one. Uh, where do you see the Rams finishing this year after seeing them play? I mean, that whole division – didn't really look great. There's no way the Seahawks are winning that division, right? I think the it's still the Rams division to lose at this point. I, I'm really not too impressed by San Francisco. I think the only way San Francisco wins the division is if we see the all-time, uh, the highest-paid backup quarterback in NFL history come in and 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 take over. Jimmy Time's getting close, but so you're not worried about the Cardinals? I'm not worried about. It. I think the Cardinals are rated, man. I am not, and the Kyler Murray bandwagon. I think Kyler Murray is. I don't want to say trash, but I, I don't think he's a great quarterback by any means. I'm not really worried about the Cardinals, even when Hopkins comes back from his PDE uh, or PED suspension. Um, I just, I really, really think it's the Rams to lose, and I think as the season goes on, you'll see a stronger Matt Stafford. I, I do think that elbow is bothering him still. Um, but I also think that running game is gonna uh, gonna really fix itself as well for them. I think it's kind of a punch in the face with Super Bowl champions, and um, you know I would not be surprised if they make a run here, especially in the second half. All right, hey Charlie, appreciate your thoughts. If you have a question, feel free to tweet us at the underscore process pod. We will answer it on next week's episode. Awesome, man, uh, Nick. Uh, appreciate you always doing this with me. Appreciate everyone tuning into the Process Podcast. Uh, remember to like, follow, subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast. And most importantly, remember to always trust the process.